live from the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in Lexington, Ohio, this is Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires on the IndyCar Radio Network and Sirius XM IndyCar Nation. Well, I'm not sure it gets much more American than open-wheel racing on Fourth of July weekend at one of the most historic road courses in the country. It's the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. This is the Indy Light Series presented by Cooper Tires right here on the IndyCar Radio Network. My name is Nick Yeoman. Our driver analyst is Davey Hamilton. And, uh, Davey, I know we got the next half hour, 45 minutes to talk about the race. But let's, let's first of all give a tip to the cap to all these fans that we've been watching on our monitors coming in. I mean, this place is packed this Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I come in about the same time every year, and you're right. I usually just pull right in and get here pretty early in the day. It was packed. I mean, the, dr- the drive getting in, and then just how many people were already here. Every race we've been to, honestly, this year has been outstanding. Goes to show that IndyCar is doing things right. They're getting a lot of people in the grandstands. Uh, the people are loving it. We're putting on great on track. For example, nine poles, nine different guys. I mean, it just shows you how competitive it is. You never knew who's going to win. So it's uh, it's exciting for everybody right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Big time crowd, and the racing has been awful good as well. Uh, you mentioned on the IndyCar side just how competitive things have been, uh, not just in qualifying, but in the racing, but in Indy Lights, it's been pretty strong as well. Linus Lund- Quist comes in to this round number eight at Mid-Ohio with an 82-point lead. Uh, a lot of drivers trying to chase him, including Stingray Rob, Benjamin Peterson, Daniel Frost, Matthew Brabham, Christian Rasmussen, and Hunter McElray, who is seventh in points. But it's McElray who grabbed pole position yesterday, and after qualifying, our pit reporters Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli caught up with not only the pole sitter, but the points leader as we get set to go racing at Mid-Ohio. Well, Hunter McElray, it seems like when a little bit of luck goes your way, you're able to take care of the rest. Fastest in both practices now in qualifying. What was it like out there? It was good. I mean, um, we were P1 the whole session. I started getting a little sloppy at the end. Um, even my last lap there, I completely blew turn two. So I'm like far out. But I didn't think that was going to be 12-1. Um, I really pushed everything it had. Um, but the car's been awesome all weekend. I mean, I can't tell you how fun it is when you're driving uh, a car that's this good around mid-Ohio. So I think it's my fifth pole around here. I love this place. And, uh, yeah, back where we belong. Five poles, a couple of wins in mid-Ohio. What do you think about the outlook coming up of the race? Yeah, pretty obvious what I'm going to plan on. So we're, we're pretty dominant all weekend. Um, so I don't see why we shouldn't keep that in the race. Well, we wish you best of luck here on race day. Thanks, man. Let's send it down to Joel Spastianelli. At the front end of Pitt Road with the driver we're used to seeing at the front. This is a return to normalcy for Linus Lundquist. He qualifies second. I saw a big high five from one of your crew members. You just took a big sigh, I think, of relief. How pleased are you moving up from eighth in our first practice session to starting on the front row? Ah, very happy. Super proud of the team. You know, we we knew that this place is probably one of our weakest places, so we 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 threw a little bit of I wouldn't say a hail mary, but something that we thought would work in practice one, and it turned out that it didn't. So we had to sort of backtrack a little bit for for this qualifying. So happy to to be on the front row. We we saw that Macaray and Andretti are super strong around this place. So good job on him. There was a very quick lap, um, but I'm just super happy and massive thank you to my guys for for getting it all together and uh, giving me at least a car that could. Find for, for the front row. Okay, so let's stick with the football analogy. You threw a Hail Mary the other day. What about for the race to, to get up front? Is it like a QB sneaker? You guys are really close? 
Yeah, I mean now I feel like the the car was in a pretty good good place. There's still some some things to work on, so it's going to be a long night as usual uh, to have to look through everything and try to be as prepared as we can tomorrow. But it's good to see you know me getting P2, my teammate being in P3. It shows that we we definitely made some some progress, and uh, yeah, just very happy to be honest. Our points leader in Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires, Linus Lundqvist, starts second. Yeah, it's been an interesting weekend for Lundqvist, as he uh, mentioned, coming from the back in practice number one, kind of dialing back the setup and uh, found some speed. Again, an 82-point lead for the Swede, Linus Lundqvist, over Stingray Rob with Benjamin Peterson third in points, 97 points back for McElray. It's his second pole of the season, and uh, he has a chance to get right back in that championship hunt. He's 117 points back. We'll see what he can do. He's looking for his first career race win. Well, we are just about set to go racing. 35 laps around the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. And uh, certainly a lot of folks have already packed the grounds, ready to watch some racing. So let's go trackside. It is time to go racing. Here to give the command to start engines for the Indy Lights at Mid-Ohio, it's guest of Cooper Tires, Byron Dashnoff. On behalf of Cooper Tires, drivers, start your engines! Let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's round number eight of the 2022 Indy Lights Championship. Here's today's Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires starting lineup. Row seven. James Row, Ireland. Row six. Kippen Simpson, Cayman Islands. Ernie Francis Jr., United States. Row five. Christian Bogle, United States. Daniel Frost, Singapore. Row four. Antonio Cervelli, Canada. Jacob Abel, United States. Row three. Stingray Rob, United States. Christian Rasmussen, Denmark. Row two. Matt Brabham, United States. Benjamin Peterson, Denmark and United States. On the outside of row one. Linus Lundqvist, Sweden. And starting on the pole. Hunter McElroy, New Zealand. Hunter McElroy on the pole for this eighth race of the 2022 Indy Lights Championship. Let's welcome in the other cast of characters to help us describe the action today. Pit side, we welcome in Alex Wolf. Hello, Alex. Hello, Nick. And as we look ahead to this Indy Lights race, I think really one of the themes can be home, almost a homecoming for the Brabham family. As you look for Matt Brabham, he's had two wins here in Indy pro competition. He also won the Trans Am race last Saturday afternoon. His father, Jeff, in GTP competition was a three-time winner here, and his uncle, David, won in sports cars as well. And also for Jacob Abel, he's had one of his best qualifying efforts of the season, qualifying seventh, and he considers this his home track, despite being from Louisville, Kentucky, because for Jacob Abel, this was the first track where he ever drove a race car. So for Brabham and Abel, I guess, so to speak, their extended home away from home here in mid-Ohio. For more stories here on the pit lane, I welcome in Joel Sebastianelli. Thanks, Alex. Always happy to be here in mid-Ohio. Ben Peterson, Global Racing with HMD, is happy to be here, too. He is confident, and he is comfortable. Just a week ago, was testing in the IndyCar Series, Hunkos Hollinger racing, and uh, one of the 
goals that we have with Indy Lights is that the car is similar to IndyCar. And it's made it a lot easier for drivers. He said, strapping back into Indy Lights this week, it's actually a lot easier to drive in this series. So the confidence that that gives him as a driver is not just knowing, hey, I can do this at the next level. My speed is good. My time is good. I know all this stuff. It is just a factor of, hey, turning the car, everything that you do, the traction, all that stuff lines up and makes him feel better mentally. So Ben Peterson starting in third position in the 24 machine, somebody I'm going to keep an eye on. And the other thing he said, he wants to win so bad. Obviously, everybody does, but he's still looking for that first win. Nine podiums in his career in Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires. Now. Yeah, a lot of hungry drivers. Uh, Peterson, McElroy, guys trying to look for that first win. Stingray Rob as well. Well, let's meet the men. They're going to help call the action around this 13-turn, 2.2-mile road course. We'll welcome in Mark James, who's down in the keyhole. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Nick Yeoman, and uh, what a spectacular day in mid-Ohio and a spectacular course for sure when they make the left-hander off of turn number one. They'll make that long elevation climb up to the keyhole. Very tight, very forgiving. It's basically a 180, and you want to run as cleanly as you can through there because there's a 3,000-foot back straightaway that is your reward if you exercise patience through there. It brings you through turn number three, the setup for a chaotic turn number four where Michael Young is uh, set up shop today. That's what they've called madness, Mark James, a right-hander of turn number four, the go-uphill to the left-hander, and off-camber turn number five, down the hill again to the right-hander of turn number six, and then they'll come into the view in the S's with Jay Query. Thank you so much, Michael. Turn six, a right-handed turn, then it's a slight kink of seven and eight, which basically looks like one little jaunt. Then it's a hard right that is turn number nine. Then underneath the view bridge of turn number ten. Nick, that's when they come back into your view. We're about to go racing here at Mid-Ohio. Yep, uh, it is a fantastic race course here in Lexington, Ohio as the uh, field of 13 makes their way down the uh, front straightaway for the final time. Pace cars pulled off in past years, Davey. We've always started the lights race right here on the front straightaway. Uh, might have changed some things this year. A little, little interesting well, to me. I can't keep up either because I thought it was going to be on the front straightaway third time by, but it looks like it's going to be down the back straightaway where the IndyCar starts. Not, I should say back straightaway, but the long straightaway going into turn four. So we've got them packed up. Coming out of the keyhole, it is McElroy and Lundquist on the front row. They will begin to accelerate out of the keyhole, and immediately McElroy is going to jump to the race lead. He will see the green flag. They'll go single file for the first three. Lundquist is going to take a pop to the outside. Michael Young into turn number four. Yes, and a nice move by Linus Lundquist trying to get that lead. A little wiggle by our leader, Hunter McElroy. Then it is Linus Lundquist, and then behind him, Matthew Brabham. Brabham took over that third position. Benjamin Peterson falls to fourth. And by the time they get to the area of seven and eight, they have to go essentially single file. They do it right now with McElroy, about a two-car length advantage over the second place. Lundquist, then about three back before you get to Matthew Brabham. They're going side-by-side side for about fourth or fifth. Stingray Rob, he will clear Christian Rasmussen through Thunder Valley, through the carousel for the first time. Hunter McElroy's already opened up about a three- or four-car-length advantage. Jacob Abel's looking racy. He tries to put a nose underneath Christian Rasmussen. Rasmussen continues to put the heat on Stingray Rob, but it is Hunter McElroy with a strong advantage, Mark James, as we start lap two. Yeah, that strong advantage actually happened uh, out of the keyhole as we see a bunch of dirt and dust kicked up from the driver's turning wide off of turn number one and 
Matthew Brabham is making his car plenty wide into turn number two, and he's going to grab that second spot as the leader heads off of the keyhole, starts to head down towards turn number three. So move Matthew Brabham to P2. Linus Lundquist is now third. Peterson fourth, Stingray Robin fifth. Yeah, and for that move alone, that will give Hunter McElray about an eight-car length advantage. Now the battle is for that third position. Side-by-side, side, Benjamin Peterson puts the left sides into the dirt. He will not be able to get around Linus Lundquist, but he will remain on the outside. Now tuck back in. Boy, Jake Query, that was a close one for Benjamin Peterson. And that allowed Stingray Rob to try to get a good look at that duo. But order is maintained now. Single file through turn number 10. Again, the leader by eight car lengths, Hunter McElray over Matthew Brabham. Davey, those third and fourth place cars are teammates, but didn't really look like it there through the S. They're actually racing hard right now. Early on, they just want to – good thing is they didn't touch each other. They did a really good job by actually racing with each other, trying to get by each other without touching. So, uh, man, it's close quarters out there right now for sure. McElray is your race leader by 1.5 seconds. Matthew Brabham has that second spot locked down. The battle, Mark Jaynes, is from third through about, I don't know, call it ninth as Linus Lundquist leads that train to the keyhole. Uh, yeah, there's no question. Linus Lundquist knows that Peterson, Rob, Rasmussen, Abel, they're all there. And you could probably even could, uh, it, it, add Bogle into that. And it looks like Daniel Frost is very, very slow. Frost works his way off of turn number one, Dick Yeoman, and he is working his way to a crawl up toward the keyhole. Yeah, he is uh, slowly making his way. I mean, he has completely lost the back of the field. Not exactly sure what has happened, but Daniel Frost is a, uh, a guy who's won a race already this season, uh, looked to stay in the championship hunt, and Davey, he has lost all sorts of track position. Yeah. He's going to need a yellow flag. Yeah, way off the pace as well. Obviously, he looks like he's going to hit pit lane uh, this lap just to make sure figure out what's wrong. Let's uh, hear more about that situation involving Daniel Frost from Alex Wolf. Walking up, and one of the Indy Lights officials asked team manager A.J. Smith what the issue seemed to be, and he said that Daniel said that the car lost power. They're trying to get him to recycle the ignition, so still some question as to what happened to that 68 car, but loss of power on the car and trying to see if they can fix it in the car. Never a good situation, so Daniel Frost tumbles all the way to the 13th spot. Let's check in once again on that battle for third. Mark Jaynes, it is Linus Lundquist leading Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, and Linus Lundquist uh, really needs a podium finish here to kind of keep that confidence rolling that he started throughout the first part of this season for sure when he was oh so dominant. So after McElray and Brabham got back to Lundquist, but then it tightens up Michael Peterson, Robin Rasmussen. Yeah, it's a good battle, and Matthew Brabham starting to close in on our leader, Hunter McElray. Let's be look back on that third-place battle. It's Lundquist, then Peterson, then Stingray, Rob Christian Rasmussen. Right there as well, Jake Query. They're single file through turn six. Yeah, Rasmussen is giving a really good look here at Stingray Rob. Again, this is the battle for the fifth position. The maroon of Stingray Rob holds it. He's trying to get Benjamin Peterson, who's in fourth, but his bigger concern right now might be Rasmussen, who runs just behind them through turn number 10. Daniel Frost has brought his uh, wooden machine or, or machine that's down on power to pit lane. He's about to fall a lap down as the race leader, Hunter McElray, streaks across the start-finish line. We're watching a really good battle for third, fourth, and fifth. 
uh, as Linus Lundquist leads him through turn number one. His advantage over his teammate Benjamin Peterson is just six-tenths of a second. And then Stingray Rob kind of waiting in the wings, Mark Jaynes. He runs in that fifth spot in that car number two. Yeah, Lundquist has a bit more breathing room, but he's not comfortable by any stretch of the imagination. Everyone gets cleanly into the keyhole. Lundquist is going to exit first, but it's behind him that things really tighten up for fourth, fifth, and sixth. That's Peterson, Rob, and Rasmussen. Jacob Abel is trying to keep pace, Michael Young, as they head toward turn four. That battle again for that fourth position as Stingray Rob closes in on the rear wing of Benjamin Peterson. Rob will take it a little wide through turn number four, but that'll allow Christian Rasmussen to close in on the rear wing of Stingray Rob. The battle for that fourth position ensues to turn seven. Boy, I'll tell you what, those three of them are equally right on each other's bumper. We're talking about Peterson, Rob, and then Rasmussen, who's gotten right into that fight. Order maintained through turn number ten. Davey, what a tough spot for Stingray Rob. He is sandwiched in between two cars. He wants to be on the attack, but also has to be worried about Rasmussen behind him. Yeah, it's just showed a little bit of in-car with Stingray. Obviously, they had that car back together. He had an incident uh, right before qualifying. He, he fell back qualifying just a little bit. Shows a good race car, but he's fighting that will for sure, and you're right. If he makes a move on Peterson and it doesn't work, Man, Rasmussen's right behind him to take advantage of it. This time out of the keyhole, a separation for Benjamin Peterson. About three car lengths over Stingray Rob as they bend to the right into turn two. Yeah, Lundquist is uh, the most comfortable of all. He's opened it up to about a 1.1 second lead over Benjamin Peterson. Peterson trying to keep pace along with Rob and Rasmussen. As we said, Jacob Abel trying to keep pace. Michael Young, Hunter McElray is on rails right now. 2.3 second lead as the leader set back to turn four. And Hunter McElray already into turn number six as the rest of the field makes their way through turn number four. That battle again, Benjamin Peterson, Stingray Rob, and Christian Rasmussen, fourth, fifth, and sixth. They're about a car lake separate all three cars. Mark talking about comfort. That does not probably describe Benjamin Peterson because Stingray Rob has all kinds of pressure on him right now. Again, this is the battle for the fifth position as Peterson has it. Stingray Rob, or excuse me, fourth is Stingray uh, Rob has the fifth position, but trying to get in on Benjamin Peterson in fourth. Yeah, and he was uh, really hustling that car down to turn four one lap ago. He took a look to the outside, slips up a little bit, though, in the carousel. That's going to allow Benjamin Peterson to pull a bit of a gap, and Stingray Rob might fall into the clutches of Christian Rasmussen, fresh off of his first win a couple weeks ago at Road America. Rasmussen, Mark Jaynes, about two car lengths behind Stingray Rob. Top two pretty comfortable. Lundquist in third place getting ever more comfortable. But then from Peterson, Rob Rasmussen on back, no, nothing like comfort for any of those guys. Uh, Lundquist uh, sees him all over the rear wing talking about Peterson. Rob and Rasmussen keeping pace to turn four. Uh, for Linus Lundquist, he's been able to gap himself in that third position. But again, we're watching that battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Peterson, a car length advantage over Stingray Rob. Again, Christian Rasmussen back in, steps out ever so slightly. He'll lose a little ground to Stingray Rob. Call it two car lengths. Yeah, Rob seems to be able to make up some ground through turn number six. But then that double kink of seven and eight is when Peterson is able to pull away just a little bit. Distance now about four car lengths. Not missing anything up front. Hunter McElroy's lead has grown to just shy of three seconds over Matthew Brabham. Brabham has checked out on the third place running car of Linus Lundquist by a healthy four and a half seconds. And as for Lundquist, Davey, he just had a pretty big moment exiting turn one. Needs to be careful. Our points later by 
a fair amount, still 87 points, a lead if the race ended right now, but completely sideways off of that turn one, and it's a fast uh, left-hander, uh, and, and you have to hit a right, but boy, he really got sideways off there, and lost a lot of ground, actually, to uh, to Peterson. And Peterson just, I mean, he is getting hounded by Stingray Rob, lap after lap. This is in the spot as they head down to turn four, where Stingray has been able to close, but just not close enough, David, to go wheel to wheel. Just working on that draft, you can see when he comes off at turn two, and gets right behind him, gets the momentum, he gains some ground, but right now we got to look at nothing. They have pushed to pass. Peterson's used, he has 71 seconds left, where Rob has 110 seconds left. So Peterson's been using that push to pass to defend, but he needs to make sure he saves them for the end of this race for uh, to defend then. Yeah, I mean, it really looks like, Davey, the entire field's still in the triple digits in terms of seconds of push to pass, but Peterson down to 71. I mean, he's been laying on it just to stay in front of these yeah, guys. Yeah, just laying on it and stay in front of them. So he needs, like I say, needs to be careful. It seems like he has a little bit of a lead right now, but uh, right now Rasmussen has, uh, you know, 115 seconds over Rob. Five to, matter of fact, Rob's on it right now as well. Uh, so, oh, 63 seconds. Peterson's on as well as well. Well, it doesn't sound like things have gotten any better for Daniel Frost. Let's go to pit lane and get more for, with Alex Wolf. Yeah, unfortunately, Daniel Frost has gotten out of the 68 car. Daniel, what was the issue that uh, ended up putting you out of the race here today? Um, it just seemed like we we're down on power. And then when uh, we looked at the car, uh, we see the temperatures were way too high in all side. And, uh, yeah, we just had to pit the car because uh, we weren't getting any straight line speed and uh, everyone was passing us at that point. So there was not really a point to stay out on track. And we came in track and in the pit lane and we had a look at the engine and it seemed like the temperatures were, were out of shape and the oil was all blown on the engine. So that, that cost us our race. And, yeah. Well, we're sorry to see you out and the best of luck in a couple of weeks in Iowa. Thank you. Hopefully be better. Yep, we, uh, we certainly wish the best for Daniel Frost. Scored a win at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway a little bit earlier this season on the road course. Uh, full field rundown as we work lap number 10, just starting lap 10. Hunter McElray has led them all. He is three seconds ahead of Matthew Brabham. Linus Lundquist runs in third. Fourth is Benjamin Peterson. Fifth is Stingray Rob. Sixth is Christian Rasmussen. Seventh, Jacob Abel. Eighth, Christian Bogle. Ninth, Antonio Saravale. Tenth, Kiffin Simpson. 11th is Ernie Francis Jr., 12th James Rowe Jr., and out of the race in 13th is Daniel Frost. And Mark Jaynes, let's take a look towards the back of the pack. That black and white car of Antonio Saravalli trying to hold off Kiffin Simpson and Ernie Francis Jr. in the keyhole. Uh, well, learning is learning. There's no question about it. And uh, Saravalli and Simpson and Ernie Francis Jr. have been pretty much nose to tail. Uh, uh, Bogle, Christian Bogle, running in the eighth position, has started to stretch it out a little bit as we see a side-by-side -side battle just in front of us going into turn number four. That's Rasmussen and Abel, Michael Young. Yeah, and Abel just about got around Christian Rasmussen. He dove deep into turn number four, but Rasmussen able to defend. Further back, we talked about that Bogle battle. Sarah Bali, Kiffin Simpson, Ernie Francis Jr., there to seven. And that battle between Rasmussen and Abel seems to have settled itself down a little bit through turns number seven and eight. Right now, we'll call it about a six-car length advantage for Rasmussen. Jacob Abel's been pretty fast all weekend, Dave. He had an accident in that first practice session, but he is looking racy, and he is hounding Christian Rasmussen. Yeah, you know, he, he was fast, top of the charts, as you said, all weekend long. Then when qualifying came, and I did qualify where he wanted to, I think in the P7 position. 
but he was. Uh, we knew he had a fast race car. Now he is all over Rasmussen. Rasmussen's really kind of lost ground to Stingray Rob. Rob is losing a little bit of, of ground to Peterson as well. So starting to spread out a little bit. How about, though, McElroy, 3.3-second lead over Matty Brabham. And Brabham has another three-second lead, basically, over Lundquist. So they're starting to spread out a little bit, Nick. Let's go up to the keyhole with Mark James. And Nick Yeoman, it wasn't Groundhog Day by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I saw a little bit of dust kick off of the turn number one. And it was, again, Linus Lundquist who took a very erratic exit at the apex of that turn. He got the rear wheels of the car up over the curbing onto the dirt. Fortunately, he was able to gather it back in again. So the points leader is flirting with disaster in turn number one. And, David, you're getting to see a replay. I mean, that's, that's almost just what we saw just about three or four laps ago. Yeah, he needs to be cautious through there, obviously. He has uh, right now uh, about a second lead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. He has about a three-second lead over Peterson. So he uh, doesn't want to lose the ground to him and, and, and potentially lose a position. But more importantly, doesn't want to put himself out of this race. That's two times that he really did nice saves off of turn one, and it did no damage to the car, and he could continue to stay there, but he needs to be careful through there for sure. McElroy, Brabham, Lundquist, Peterson, and Stingray Rob, your top five. Christian Rasmussen's in the sixth position. Jacob Abel, who has uh, really been putting the pressure on in that red and white car number 51, runs in the seventh position. Christian Bogle is eighth. Antonio Saravalli and Kiffin Simpson, uh, they run ninth and tenth. Those are the two closest cars on the racetrack. Ernie Francis Jr. runs at 11th. 12th is James Rowe Jr. 13th is Daniel Frost as we work lap number 12. What a weekend it's been, Davey, so far for Hunter McElroy. I mean, it, you're, you're always looking to be perfect and, you know, top of the charts of both practice sessions and the qualifying. So far, it's been a dream weekend for that young man. Yeah, what does he say? He's been on five poles here and he loves this racetrack. He's always had good luck here as well. Kind of like a Kirkwood story a little bit that, uh, that came out of Indy Lights now in IndyCar. So, uh, pick it up where he's left off, basically. Loves this racetrack. He you know, once you get a feel for this place and really know where you need to be and know the elevation changes and where you can and can't take advantage of the, the speed, um, you're obviously good here. And he's doing a great job and just continues to pull away. Almost four-second lead over Brabham right now. Speaking of our uh, reigning Indy Lights champion from a year ago, I know you and I both got a good laugh when he told one of our pit reporters he's on the struggle bus and went out and went ahead and just put the car into the second round of yeah. qualifying for A.J. Ford. That's right. What, I think the best qualifying run of the, of the season for them. And, you know, he showed some hope right off the bat at St. Petersburg, showed some speed, but then just that struggle bus hit. And then now they seem to have some success here. But I just looked at the final warm-up. They weren't too good there. So hopefully starting position is going to help him for later on today. Let's go back to pit lane and check in again with Joel Sebastianelli. And I'm here up on the pit wall with Bill Abel, owner of Abel Motorsports. Jacob Abel running in seventh position. So the construction company that you own, you guys are based out of Louisville. It's where Jacob is from as well. So it's kind of, sort of like a local race for you guys, right? This is definitely our home track, Jacob's home track. Um, he's kind of grown up here. Uh, he was an instructor, has been an instructor at the Mid-Ohio School. So he's got a lot of laps here and he's really, uh, really likes this track. And so... It suits him, but yeah, it's definitely our home track, for sure. There's a lot of familiar faces in the Indy Lights paddock here. Even though this is a fairly new team, John Bruner, your team manager, a lot of these guys are from Bellardi, who was around this series for a long, long time. How did you get those guys on board? You know, having John and, and every, our whole team, we've got some really good guys in Greg and Jeremy and everybody, and, and unfortunately, Kent Boyer's at home um, with his wife this weekend, but yeah, we've got a great uh, group of guys and uh, just a fantastic team and 
really getting a good car underneath Jacob all year long, and it's just getting better. He's getting better. The cars are getting better, and we're really, uh, really excited for the rest of the season. So the chemistry and familiarity on one side of the wall, how does that help Jacob as the year goes on? You know, I think just just exactly that, the familiarity, sort of understanding, um, being comfortable with what he's going to get from the car and out, and out of Kent. He and Kent have a great um, relationship, and Jacob trusts everything that he you know that he does and says so that that you, you know that's a great foundation it all starts there but uh, yeah it's uh, a lot a lot of familiarity and really is uh, bodes well for his success hopefully he's within striking distance to pick up a few positions here as the race moves on what kind of goals have you set for the rest of the season you know, we're hoping to we feel really good about what we've done so far um, and we've improved we've got a couple of top five so far so for us um, more of that would be better and you know we obviously here we hope you know for great things we'll see uh, but yeah as the season goes on we've got the two ovals in front of us um, which you know we've done okay there um, so far in testing so we're, we're pretty excited about things and looking really forward to next year we appreciate your time, Bill Abel, keeping a close eye on Jacob Abel in the 51. Yep, and uh, his son Jacob running into seventh position right now. Up front, it's still Hunter McElroy by 4.3 seconds. Jake Query, you noticed a pretty hairy situation for our race leader, though, a lap ago. Yeah, a couple of laps ago, Mark James had mentioned that Linus Lundquist got a little bit loose into turn number two. Same thing happened to our leader, Hunter McElroy, that got a little bit loose, to call it the least, coming off of turn number six into turn number seven. That number 27 machine kicked up some dirt. Didn't look like there was any sort of a damage to the car in terms of anything that might have been collected within the wings, but he seems a little bit more loose and free the last time by, so something to keep an eye on with our leader, Hunter McElroy. Davey, that's two drivers now not really being challenged who have uh, put it off course. Is that a testament <laughs> to just how tough this racetrack yeah, is? Yeah, it is, and how, how easy it could catch you off. And, you know, we got to remember, as tire wear um, goes, uh, you know, as you, as the more you get tire wear, the, the slicker these cars get, the more they're going to move around. The balance is going to change these cars just, just somewhat. And right now, your first and third place cars, uh, even though they look smooth, everything they got nice leads. Nobody really pressure them, but both of them made mistakes and easy mistakes to make. But I have to think that Lundquist doing it twice in the same corner, uh, that's going to get his attention and try to keep it out of the dirt coming off of turn one. Michael Young, Christian Rasmussen has a run on Stingray Robin to turn number four. Tucked up underneath that rear wing, and as they climb the hill into turn number five, the gap between Stingray Robin, Christian Rasmussen, about a car length. They'll make their right-hander into turn number six that lead and that gap grows to about two car lengths and then rob starts to pull away just a little bit between seven and eight but all of a sudden rasmussen then according to himself back in again this is the battle for fifth we are working lap number 16 19 laps to go here at the mid ohio sports car course around number eight of this 2022 indy lights championship hunter McElray is your race leader matthew brabham runs in second about 4.8 seconds and he's kind of in his own area code with a solid eight-second lead over the championship leader, Linus Lundquist, who runs in third. Fourth is Benjamin Peterson. Fifth is Stingray Rob. Sixth is Christian Rasmussen. Seventh is Jacob Abel. Eighth is Christian Bogle. Ninth, Antonio Saravalli. Kevin Simpson in car 21 is in 10th. Ernie Francis Jr. in car 99 runs in the 11th spot. James Rowe Jr., one of the rookies in the field, is the 12th place running car. And out of the race after just three laps with uh, power supply issues is Daniel Frost. And uh, Davey, let's talk a little bit about Benjamin Peterson. What a big week for that young man. Got a chance to jump behind the wheel of an Indy car for the very first time down in Sebring where so many of these teams go to test. 
Uh, got to drive that Humkos Hollinger car that Calamilot has piloted uh, really all season long and, and seemingly did a really nice job. What a great opportunity that must have been for that young man to get a taste of what everybody of these guys want to do, which is running into Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, good opportunity. You never know when that opportunity comes about, and, and you have to take advantage of it, but it probably just gives him a little confidence knowing where he needs to be to take it to the next level, take it to the IndyCar Series out of the Indy Lights. So, uh, and then just how much is it more difficult to drive? Is it less difficult? You need to get used to speed, the braking. What is it that's different about them? And just having that knowledge of both kinds of cars is really, really an advantage. Stingray Rob and Christian Rasmussen. Mark, it's been the battle for fifth, really, for the entire race. Those two separated by about three car lengths headed to the keyhole. And Stingray Rob's going to hold off Christian Rasmussen through turn number two. Rasmussen takes a little bit wider of a line. Rasmussen trying to get on that accelerator, use that long back straightaway to uh, do a little drafting to set up down to turn number four. He continues to close like he has the last couple laps. He's within a car length. Going to take a look to the outside. Late charge, Michael Young, going to turn four. And he will make the pass stick. Great move by Christian Rasmussen. Dove deep, broke late, and got around Stingray Rob. Move Christian Rasmussen to the fifth position as he makes his way to turn seven. And that battle appears to have now sorted itself out because Rasmussen starting to pull away just a little bit from Rob through seven and eight. The distance now, three and a half car lengths for Rob to make up over Rasmussen who just took away that spot. Davey, that's about as brave of a pass as you're yeah. going to see in any life. You know, kind of a little fake. Fake to the right, then went shot it to the left. Stingray couldn't defend it at that point, and boy, he really outbroke him getting in, and I think it just caught Stingray by surprise. Being him, being Peterson on the outside, or Rob, sorry, Rasmussen, and being able to drive it in so deep, man, what a, what a really nice pass, actually. So Christian Rasmussen, fresh off of that uh, first career Indy Lights win, moves himself up a spot into the fifth position and immediately has started to pull away from Stingray Rob. Next driver on the hit list may be Benjamin Peterson, who we've talked about, Davey, has been leaning on that push-to-pass button, but all these drivers using that extra horsepower a little bit more. Yeah, right, absolutely, and kind of keeping track of that right now. Um, they got the three three cards up front, me and McElroy, Brabin and Lundquist still have a lot left. They, they're still in triple digits, but Peterson with 57 seconds, Rasmussen with 83, Rob with 74 um, Abled with 77. Everybody else is pretty equal down through there. But you got to remember, you know, with with uh, let me see, what do we got? Uh, 15 laps left of this race. Um, they need to save some for the end for playing defense if they need to. Hunter McElroy's lead over Matthew Brabham has now grown to six full seconds. Brabham runs in that second spot, bending through turn number one. Then it's Linus Lundquist. As Brabham goes through turn one, Lundquist is just now on the front straightaway. So that is just how much of uh, the lead has been built of those front two cars. As for the drivers battling third, fourth, and fifth, they're making their way down towards the keyhole, Mark Jaynes, as we continue to watch Christian Rasmussen try to charge. Yeah, we're hoping this thing tightens up a little bit. Uh, Peterson, Rasmussen, Stingray, Rob, Jacob Abel for a while entertained thoughts of making that a four or five car battle, but he's since faded a little bit. Again, McElroy, Brabham, Lundquist, the top three, but they're long gone, Michael Young. 
As McElray makes his way down into the turn number seven area of the course, we just now see Benjamin Peterson and Christian Rasmussen make their way up the hill to turn number five. Jake, that gap has really closed. Christian Rasmussen dives deep into turn number four, gets a nice run out of turn number six, about three car lengths behind Peterson. So now that he is dispatched of Stingray Rob, Christian Rasmussen's next target is going to be Benjamin Peterson. Not able to do it through turn number nine. He's got about four car lengths to make up in through turn number ten. 15 laps to go here at the uh, Mid-Ohio race for the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires. Back to pit lane and Alex Wolf. Down here at team manager for Andretti Autosport. Don Lambert a little bit earlier on that backstretch. Seeing a couple of your uh, cars battling for position. Does that make a team manager's uh, heart skip a couple of beats? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Wait. Try not to, you know, it, it just ask the guys to be clean if they're around their own, you know, around their own teammates, but you got to let them race, so it, it is what it is. Four of the top six spots, what is it about this Mid-Ohio sports car course that really suits the Andretti Autosport uh, Indy Lights program style? I'm not exactly sure what our, you know, good luck here is, but... Uh, we, we've had very good cars here in the past, and we keep, you know, working on our setups every time we come back. So hopefully we just keep working on them. You know, unique situation with the team. Second place, uh, Matt Brabham, of course, it was a different type of car when he ran Indy Lights last, but a unique situation to have a guy that can uh, not only have his own agenda trying to win and finish as high up as he can, but does he almost uh, serve almost a driver-coach mentorship role for the other three that are just learning the ropes? He does somewhat, but I mean, he's he's out here fighting as hard as everyone for a championship, and he knows, you know, this is a way to get get back to IndyCar for him, and he's working his tail off, you know, to to get back there as best he can. And lastly, for you, from a, a personal perspective, during the practice and qualifying, anytime the car is in, you're running up and down. How are you able to sort of divide yourself into four different pieces as a team manager? What are you paying attention to as the weekend goes on and as the race moves on with the team? I just try to split myself between all four and try to put out any fires that we have, you know, that happen and, you know, just try to keep. I have, I have very good guys that work on the team and they do a great job. So engineers, great job. So we, we all work together. That's the biggest part about our Andretti team is everybody works together regardless if it's, you know, the truck driver to the to engineer, we all have to pitch in. Well, it certainly has been going well. Best of luck to you and the rest of the team. Thank you. That's team manager and firefighter Don Lamper with Andretti Auto Sport. Yeah, there's no doubt, Davey, t team management and time management, I should say, key when you're overlooking an operation that's got, say, four cars. Like yeah, and he does a great job. I've been fortunate to have him on my IndyCar teams in the past, so know how good he is and, and how organized he is. And uh, glad to see him. You know, he, he wanted to step back and not travel much anymore, just a shot base. So it's uh, actually with the talent that he has, and it's good to see him put into full use here at the Indy Lights races. We are watching a battle for fifth. Mark James, after Christian Rasmussen got around Stingray Rob, he has caught Benjamin Peterson exiting turn number one. Yeah, he has caught him indeed, as a matter of fact. They're pretty much nose to tail now as they set up for that 180 at the top of the keyhole, and uh, yeah, but Stingray Rob is uh, entered into that fray now, trying to make it a three-car battle now. All three cars with a pretty clean exit. Rob probably swings at the rightest, uh, the, 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 the lightest, we should say, as Rowe goes off course. Uh, 
it looked like that that's down at turn number one, Nick Yeoman. He got it a little too hot and slid it off into the gravel trap. Yeah, he most certainly did. He is uh, we're not sure if he's buried it. Uh, looks like he has. Full course yellow, Davey Hamilton. That Woo! is going to throw a wrench into that this race. That sure is, man. It's going to make it exciting what happened on the entry of one. Just got a little bit high on the right side of the track. Got his right side tires off track. He got in that gravel. You can see it flying, slowing the car down, bouncing around. A big plume of smoke. It's uh, stuck now, and, and they're going to have to take him out now. For McElroy, that seven, almost eight-second lead, gone. Brabham's five- or six-second lead over Lundquist, gone. Now everybody's going to be nose to tail. It's going to be exciting to see who has what left this late in the race. Let's be honest. Uh, now that we know that James Rowe is okay and the car's not damaged, we needed that caution. Yeah, today. no, that's going to be exciting <laughs> right now. No, well, we needed McElroy it. Sure and Lukewist didn't need it, but we should, it's going to be fun for the fans. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, uh, you know, certainly for Indy Lights, it is uh, a currently experiencing a uh, uh, quite a bit of growth as we've seen new teams like TJ Speed and Force Indy. We got recent news that the HMD team is uh, planning to expand to six cars. And Joel Sebastianelli, moments ago, we got uh, word that the field is going to expand again in 2023. We did. Well, a couple days ago, Legacy Autosport also made the decision that they're going to be moving up. And now we know that Cape Motorsports is going to be joining them. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because they've been around the road to Indy for quite a while and quite successful at that. 13 USF 2000 championships, including nine of the last 11 driver titles. Dominic Cape leading this team with two IL-15 chassis, and they're going to plan to run in 2023 in Indy Lights. Dominic and Nicholas Cape said this was part of a five-year plan, and they're now in year three of that. They moved the team from St. Petersburg into the Indianapolis area, Brownsburg, ahead of the 2020 season, all with this plan in mind of moving up. And clearly, they have been successful here. They actually have run in Indy Lights before, 2007, 2008, and 2010, uh, managing the RLR Anderson racing team. So they even have experience at this level, even if it was a bit while ago. And in 2010, a partnership with Wayne Taylor Racing in Indy Lights, running Gustavo Jakobin. So good to have Kate Motorsports in this area. And as far as drivers, obviously nothing confirmed yet, but Michael D. Orlando has been running quite well for Cape in USF 2000. He is in the thick of a championship battle there. I feel like I've been hearing, Nick, for years that this series could have 15, 16, 17, 18 cars, and that is happening in 2023. Yeah, it's just uh, fantastic to hear uh, both of those teams, Legacy and Cape, coming to Indy Lights in 2023. And, you know, Davey, we all get obsessed with watching the you know, match racing process and the advancement in the careers of these drivers. But let's be honest, it's been really cool to watch some of these teams move up into Indy Lights and ultimately an Indy car as well. I love it. I, I, I'm excited to see Legacy also doing a USAC Silver Crown car. We know there's so many talented drivers in the short track industry uh, that we race here in America from coast to coast that want the opportunity to come over and run an Indy Lights. So the more cars and team owners over on this side gives more drivers out of those shorter short track uh, ranks opportunity so i think it's great so the car of james rowe has been pulled out of the uh, turn one runoff area he has fallen a lap down he runs in the 12th position we're going to reset it's going to be a 10 lap shootout to decide the indy light series presented by cooper tires here at mid-ohio hunter McElroy is your race leader matthew brabham is second linus lundquist third benjamin peterson fourth christian rasmussen fifth 
rest of the top 10 see Stingray Rob, Jacob Abel, Christian Bogle, Antonio Saravalli, and Kippen Simpson. And our race leader is already on the accelerator through the carousel. Good jump for Hunter McElray. He'll put about three or four car lengths between himself and his teammate Matthew Brabham as the entire field makes that left-handed bend through turn one. Yeah, he kind of mimicked the start of the race, Nick Yeoman, in which he climbed on the throttle and made it a foregone conclusion that he was going to grab the top spot. The front three had some level of comfort uh, throughout the first portion of this race. Question is, who babied those tires? Who massaged them the best? Right now, the top three look like they're still in pretty good shape. There's some battling going on to the back between 10th and 11th. Simpson and Ernie Francis Jr., a side-by-side drag race as the leaders head back to turn four. Hunter McElray, three-car length advantage over Matthew Brabham, the right-hander of four. Then Linus Lundquist in that third position. The battle for fourth, Benjamin Peterson and Christian Rasmussen. Rasmussen will look to the inside, swing back to the outside, closes back in on the rear wing of Benjamin Peterson for fourth. Boy, that battle is a really good one right now as Rasmussen trying to close in on that fourth-place machine of Peterson. He is right on the rear wing. A little bit further back, it's Antonio Saravalli. He's trying to move in on seventh place, running Christian Bogle. Some good wheel-to-wheel action throughout the pack, Davey, on this recent. Wow, what a great, great, great runs in the back of the field. Matter of fact, Ernie Francis Jr. was able to get by Simpson. Cervalli's right in front of him. Bogle and Abel are battling out. Rob is just trying to stay up with Rasmussen, so... This restart made it exciting, didn't it? The battle for fourth is still a good one. Christian Rasmussen, Mark, he was putting the pressure on before the caution, and he is doing it again to Benjamin Peterson, heading down to turn two. McElroy's not able to check out on Brabham like we thought he might, but yeah, Peterson, Rasmussen, that's a pretty good battle. That's side-by-side. Matter of fact, there's about four or five cars hooked up there together like we saw several laps ago. It's Peterson, Rasmussen, Stingray, Rob, and Abel. That's fourth through eighth as we see a car in the rear of the field. That's Ernie Francis Jr who got wide, so Michael Young, he undid everything that he had done in making the pass on Kiffin Simpson. Pass already through turn number four. Christian Rasmussen gets around Benjamin Peterson for fourth, but Jay Query, Matthew Brabham has closed in on the rear wing of our leader. Hunter McElray could be a pass by the end of this lap. And so we will see what happens up front as Hunter McElray, who might have lost his tires just a little bit a few laps ago, now has Matthew Brabham trying to close in. And again, the other battle that's a good one, Peterson and Rasmussen through turn number 10. So Rasmussen moves up to the fourth position as he gets around Benjamin Peterson down in turn four. Next car he'll try to track down is our championship leader, Linus Lundquist. But let's take a peek at the front of the field. Hunter McElray. It looks like it's about seven car lengths over Matthew Brabham. Mark on the stopwatch. That is an even one second. Yeah, he got up just about a half a second or so the last lap. And again, the front three starting to stretch out a little bit. As a matter of fact, Rasmussen looks pretty good in that fourth position. So the battle will focus side will be the battle for the fifth position. That's Peterson and Rob with Abel trying to keep pace as the entire field has to turn four. Yeah, good lead for Hunter McElray as he makes his way down that front straightaway. He's able to gap himself now about five car lengths over Matthew Brabham. Then Linus Lundquist by himself, Rasmussen in fourth. And as you said, Mark, that battle for fifth, Benjamin Peterson has Stingray Rob all over the rear gearbox. Actually, Stingray Rob will look to the inside, dart back out. But he's right there, Jay Quarry, a car length behind. Yeah, Stingray Rob is trying everything he can to get to the outside of Benjamin Peterson. Not able to make the move through seven and eight, Peterson holds him up through turn number nine. David, last two or three laps watching Benjamin Peterson, it looks like he's locked up that right front tire down in the keyhole. What must that be feeling like? Yeah, well, that's what we see again. again. That right front tire is taking a beating in the right-hand corner. Just when it gets to the light, 
using too much brake and skidding that tire doesn't help it overheats it flat spots it does not make it, it it does not improve it for grip that's for darn sure so uh he's struggling on braking on entry needs to put a little bit of rear brake into that car stingray rob's trying to take advantage of that uh, right now up front though mark james things stay tight for the race lead yeah it's down to about five tenths of a second at last check it was eight tenths of a second just a moment ago McElray trying to hold off Brabham. Lundquist trying to keep pace. Then it's Rasmussen, Peterson, Robin Abel as they head back to turn four. And Matthew Brabham closes in this time by about three car lengths now in the rears of our leader, Hunter McElray. McElray through turn number five, but we'll look back on that battle for that fifth position. Stingray Rob is there. Trying to get around fifth place running Benjamin Peterson. He'll look inside. He'll look back to the outside, but that will allow Benjamin Peterson to pull away by about three car lengths. If Peterson was working those Cooper tires on the last lap by, he's going to have to do it yet again because Stingray Rob is closing in on him, but Nick, he got him a little bit of breathing room to turn number nine. Yeah, it looks like uh, Peterson may be on the back half of the lap a tick stronger than Stingray Rob, where Rob is usually able to close up with just six laps to go. Hunter McElroy's lead back to one second over Matthew Brabham. Brabham about 1.9 seconds over Linus Lundquist. The battle we've been talking about, it is for the fifth position. Benjamin Peterson trying to hold off Stingray Rob. He's got about a four-car length advantage as they head to turn two. Yeah, really clean exit for Peterson off of that turn, and uh, Stingray Rob now has his own set of concerns in the form of the rookie Jacob Abel, the 51 car running into seventh position. He wants to make that a three-car battle now as they exit turn number three. So Hunter McElray still about a 8 to 10 car length advantage. But wow, Christian Rasmussen drove it in really deep, trying to get around Linus Lundquist. That will force him to lock up that front right tire. But Christian Rasmussen trying to take that third place position, cost himself about 10 car lengths as they make their way through seven. It's funny, Michael, because I was just thinking up until that point that Rasmussen appears to be the driver that had the most comfort going in multiple lines and angles through this area of the racetrack. But now, all of a sudden, he's in a position where he's got to use him again to try to hold off Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, Davey, I think Christian Rasmussen might be one of the fastest cars on the racetrack because he has uh, been passing cars left and right. He got around Stingray Rob, got around Benjamin Peterson, and it didn't take long to catch our championship leader, Linus Lundquist. We may have a battle for the podium before it's all said He's done. working it right now. Matter of fact, last lap back, he was a 114-2. Lundquist was a 113, so he gained that. But the laps before, he was slowly gaining. Now what's going to happen? Is the draft going to help him, or is the dirty air going to hurt him when he gets to some of these corners? Battle for fifth continues to be a good one. Benjamin Peterson gets a nice charge out of the keyhole. Stingray Rob right in those tire tracks. He took a look to the outside about two laps ago, Michael. Is Stingray Rob close enough to get into the top five as they head to turn four? Well, he's got that position, but he's not going to be able to get around him, at least down here at four, five, and six, although he does close in on that rear wing of Benjamin Peterson. Peterson has that back end slide as he sets up for the right-hander of turn number six. Call it two legs for Peterson in fifth. And again, Rob is going to go exactly where he goes through seven and eight, but the distance is going to remain the same. We'll call it two and a half car lengths. Peterson over Stingray Rob. Up front, Hunter McElray is uh, pulling away from Matthew Brabham after seeing Brabham hang within a half a second for a couple laps. It is up to 1.7 seconds. Davey, he has had a perfect day, about four laps away from his first win, and he may do it by leading all uh, every well, lap. That shows how stout he's been. Just ran a 113.2 over Matty Brabham's 113.6. So 
you know, that 410 is huge right now. He did not want to see that yellow flag come out, just not knowing what the cars behind him have. But obviously, he has the best car out there for sure. It is proof, though, that they're never easy to win, right? They're never He's easy to win. Yeah. One. When you think that you may have it won and you're up front and it may be easy street, then that yellow comes out. It's like, oh, geez, here we go now. Hopefully, he didn't use this too much. You know, you think to yourself, do I use up too many too much of my tires? Where am I at? You know, push the passes. But, man, we see Peterson continuing to lock up that right front. You notice that early on a few laps ago. He's still doing that, not getting better. They do have brake bias control inside that car. Just seems he needs a little bit more rear brake in that car. Just seems a little too too much front brake right now in that car. Yeah, the one car running an onboard camera is Stingray Rob in this race, and I imagine he knows exactly what Benjamin Peterson's tires smell like. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been like a barbecue in the last handful of And laps. still hasn't been able to take advantage of it. That tells you Peterson's car is really good when he's on the throttle, when he's going down through the S's. He looks really good and actually coming off. Off of that turn two down that back straightaway has a nice launch. It's just under braking to where he seems to be struggling. Lit him up again in the carousel as we have just three laps to go here at Mid-Ohio. It's the battle for fifth. Benjamin Peterson about two car lengths over Stingray Rob as they do a little drafting heading down to the keyhole. Well, it's a give and take between the two because you mentioned Peterson leans on the brakes pretty hard as they go side by side into the corner. Tries to stick his nose in there and Stingray Rob can't make it happen. The difference is while Peterson leans on the brakes when he goes into the turn, Michael Young, upon exit, it's usually Stingray Rob who gets in the throttle quick enough to where the rear end steps out on him. So it's give and take between those two going in and out. And for Christian Rasmussen, he's got himself plenty of gap between Benjamin Peterson. We're looking at that battle for fit. Peterson and Stingray Rob. And like you said, Mark, as he makes the attack, talking about Stingray Rob, seems to lose ground if he can't get up alongside Benjamin Peterson. Jake, it doesn't look like he has anything, at least now, for now, in turn seven. Working their way through turn number eight now. And again, Benjamin Peterson with the gap over Stingray Rob. They work their way underneath that fuse bridge. Headed to turn number 11, same time as last time, or same distance as last time by. Davey, how important is that extra horsepower push to pass going to come into play for this battle for fifth? Well, I think it could play right now. Peterson only has three seconds left to defend over Singray Rob. Rob has 20 seconds. Actually, actually, Peterson's down to zero. Rob's down to 11. So Peterson has a couple more chances. To, to He wants to make sure he has a nice lead coming off this last t- turn two corner to try to stay ahead of Rob as Rob really gains on him right now uh, with no defense with that push to pass. So Peterson may have used this up a little too quick. Matter of fact, and guess what? Stingray Rob got a great run off turn two. No push to pass for Peterson. We'll see if Stingray can get by him. May set him up, Michael Young, as they charge down to turn number four with a lap and a half to go. He's right on the rear wing of Benjamin Peterson. He'll look to the outside, but we'll have to tuck back in. Stingray Rob trying to get around Benjamin Peterson for fifth. He's all over the rear gearbox. He will look to the outside as he set up for turn number six. He's still there, but Benjamin Peterson, about a half car length advantage over Rob. And Rob was looking to go every which way. Tried to the outside, then to the inside. Through the 7-8 kink again, Benjamin Peterson able to hold off Stingray Rob. The action is for fifth. Up front, though, Hunter McElray out of the carousel. He's going to see the white flag. Matthew Brabham, he's about two seconds uh, behind Mark James. Our leader's going to have to have a mistake to throw away his first career win. Yeah, and it continues to grow ever wider, that uh, gap between he and uh, Brabham. Brabham made a hard charge off the restart to try to make something happen. Linus Lundquist, not as comfortable that he was. I don't know that the podium is necessarily a foregone conclusion. Now we go a little further back between Peterson and Rob. Their nose to tail into the keyhole. We'll see if Stingray Rob has anything for him off of the turn. 
turn. Both climb back into the throttle. It'll be a drag race through three and four to Michael Young in turn four. Hunter McElray, what could have been at the start of the season with a pole, looked like he was going to get a victory, made a mistake, and cost him an opportunity. Looks like he may get it today. And Stingray Rob tries to go to the outside of Benjamin Peterson. This is for the fifth position, and Stingray locked him up. That'll allow Jacob Abel and Christian Bolden to close in. That battle's not over yet for that fifth position, Jake Query. But Benjamin Peterson has a gap over Stingray. Rob looks comfortable through turn number 10. Meanwhile, up front, the comfort belongs to Hunter McElroy, Nick, as he closes down the final lap here at Mid-Ohio. Out of turn number 13, he'll sweep to the inside of the racetrack and celebrate career win number one. Hunter McElroy takes the victory here at Mid-Ohio, and through the carousel, they're going side-by-side. Side. Stingray Rob will shove Benjamin Peterson off the racetrack. He'll take that fifth spot. Behind them, Jacob Abel will spin, and he'll lose three or four spots right at the end, but it was Stingray Rob who got to the top five. Davey, flurry of wow. action on the final lap. That of the sure was, man. We were watching the lead and watching the leader come by and had to look at the monitor to see all the bump of pass, and Rob forced that pass. He said, I'm taking it. I'm going to get that fifth spot, and he pushed Peterson out of the way and got it done. So your race winner leading all 35 laps is Hunter McElroy in car 27 for Andretti Autosport. Matthew Brabham comes home in second. Linus Lundquist third. Christian Rasmussen fourth. And Davey, we're seeing a replay of that battle for fifth through the final couple corners. Yeah, and really what happens, Peterson, oh, and Abel, you know, he uh, he tried to make take advantage of it too, but Rob, seeing that Peterson got a little bit loose down there, he just stuck his nose in, took advantage of it, and that last corner got him that spot. And poor Jacob Abel, I think he thought he may pick off two for one, got quick on the accelerator, and might have did himself in. Well, and you can see, yeah, that's exactly what happened to Abel, but you can see as Stingray Rob, Rob went by Peterson, that right front tire is completely blistered, flat spot, he's been locking it up, uh, and that's what happened again. He just got in too deep, locked that tire up, slid up, and Stingray took advantage of that nice hole he left him. Well, that is what has made Indy Lights a lot of fun in 2022 when the action is maybe not at the front of the field for a race win like uh, today where Hunter McElroy really dominates this event. Boy, there is always good action that you can find throughout the pack, and uh, today it was that battle for fifth, an absolute slugfest where Stingray Rob grabs that fifth position. Benjamin Peterson does come home in sixth. Christian Bogle picks up a spot uh, after the able spin to move up to seventh. Antonio Saravalli finishes in eighth. Kiffin Simpson comes home in ninth, 10th is Ernie Francis Jr., 11th Jacob Abel, 12th James Rowe Jr., and then out of the race, uh, Daniel Frost finishes in 13th. Uh, again, Davey, this is round number eight for the light series. They won't go to Toronto uh, here in a couple weeks, but the next race, they'll get the run of the bull ring of yeah, Iowa Speed. That's, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's going to be exciting to see him on that 7 8 mile fast, super fast oval there at uh, D-shaped oval in Iowa. Uh, we're going to miss him in Toronto, but, man, the championship still, Lundquist did what he had to do. Still has an 87-point lead. But if you look behind that, you got Rob, Brabham, McElroy, Peterson, Frost, and even Rasmussen all fighting it out for that next spot. Hunter McElroy has made his way to the Mid-Ohio victory lane as we wait to hear from him. A reminder, coming up at noon Eastern time uh, on these same outlets, you can hear IndyCar Radio's live coverage of the Honda Indy 200 here at Mid-Ohio. Of course, so many ways to listen uh, locally. We've got a, a, our affiliate 1510 AM WLKR 
of course, Sirius XM. You can stream on the IndyCar app uh, as well as IndyCarRadio.com. Really looking forward to uh, describing 80 laps for the NTT IndyCar Series around the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. As some of those championship leaders starting deep in the field. And what a qualifying lap by another Indy Lights graduate, Davey Pato Award, who got it done yesterday in qualifying. Yeah, he sure did. I mean, what a great ride. He had to dig deep. He laid it out there. I like his interview when he said, the guys go, what do you need to do? What do we need to do to make the car better to get on the pole? He goes, nothing. It's me. I got to go get it done. And that's exactly what he did. So uh, great job for Potter to step up. We know the talent that he is. And, and that team is gets stronger and stronger. So, uh, you know, they're going to win this race today without a doubt. Yeah, Pato is, uh, is going to be a factor. His teammate, Felix Rosenquist, too, kind of racing for his job. We know he's going to be with McLaren. He puts it into the Firestone Fast Six. He's going to have a chance to win as well today. Yeah, one of the practice sessions ended up on the top of the charts. So, Lundquist, it seems like, a, I think Mark mentioned this, every time somebody mentions the contract to get signed by somebody, they all of a sudden go faster. And that's it seems like with Rossi, it seems like with Pato, and now with Rosenquist, it seems like that's the case. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's going to be fun to watch. Let's hear from uh, some of the drivers that competed here in the City Lights Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio. Matthew Brabham, quiet day. He wasn't challenged from ahead or behind Alex Wolf, but he gets a great second-place finish. Sandy, you're talking to his father, Jeff, and Matt at that Trans Am win here last Saturday, following it up with a runner-up finish. What was the drive at Indy Lights competition for you? Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Obviously, uh, big hats off to Hunter for winning the race. Uh, he just had a little bit of an edge on me, so... Yeah, I was close on the restarts, but I just wasn't close enough to make a move. And uh, once we settled into a rhythm, he just had a little bit more pace, so he pulled away. But it just shows how well the Andretti guys have been working, and the teams are doing such a good job. And our cars was just so fast. I mean, we definitely were the cars to beat this weekend, and um, it's always a nice, it's always nice to show up to a racetrack and be, be in those fast cars. Well, it certainly is a great weekend for Andretti Autosport. Now a couple of weeks off and get to head to the bull ring at Iowa. What do you think about heading there? Oh, I, I love Iowa. I mean, we had a test day there, and uh, it was just so much fun to race an oval in these cars and, and start playing the chess game of, uh, you know, using uh, the runs on people and using uh, the clean air and, and ducking wings out and trying different lines. So I love that place. I think it's uh, going to be super fast there as well. And uh, obviously, big thanks to Mastermind. Andretti Autosport um, and Cooper Tires and everyone in the series. Uh, it's been so cool to be a part of. Well, congratulations on a great run for Matt Brabham's second place as we head to his teammate in victory lane with Joel Sebastianelli. Hugs all around for Hunter McElroy. He came flying out of the car. Quite a jump, and he was flying on track all weekend. Fastest in practice one, in practice two. Started on pole and led every single lap. How does it feel to be a winner in Indy Lights for the first time? Really, really special. Um, you know, obviously, everyone saw what happened at St. Pete when we had the win pretty much locked up. Uh, but, you know, it probably took a little longer than I would have liked and probably should have. But, uh, you know, I'm just so happy and relieved. Um, feels like a huge weight off my shoulders. I can't thank everyone enough who supports me, family, friends, my sponsors, shareholders, Andretti Autosport, uh, my whole crew. You know, these guys always have my back every weekend. And when they uh, support you like that, it makes your job easier. So I just want to say uh, how happy I am and can't thank everyone enough. Look, you have to earn it in the final 10 laps. Caution comes out, seven-second lead evaporates. Were you calm in the cockpit or were you cursing? Like, you've got to be kidding me. I was pretty calm. I mean, obviously, we were so dominant. What I wasn't ex expecting was the first three laps after the safety car restart. I don't know if I picked up some marbles or one of my rear tires, but the first three laps, I was struggling, and then they cleaned up and I drove away. So, yeah, just uh, as perfect as they really come this weekend. And... It's not every weekend that you have a weekend like this, so I'm going to savor it up. You and the team changed anything, or is this 
a culmination of a process from day one? Mainly just sticking to what we know, probably mainly me, more than anything, just doing the job. I was trying too hard, probably after St. Pete, um, and I just went back to having fun. And uh, yeah, parked at Victory Lane, so can't thank everyone enough and just really relieved and happy. Congratulations, Hunter McElray. Eight times a winner previously on the road to Indy. Today, number one in Indy Lights, presented by Cooper Tires. Go, guys! Yes! Finally, far out! I love you guys. Thank you. Let's go! And that's what it sounded like as uh, Hunter McElroy picked up his first career win. Always a cool uh, thing yeah, to see, absolutely. Yeah, good to see that. As he said, he, he's back to having fun, and when he's back to have fun, he gets, puts himself right in victory lane. Alex Wolf, uh, it's not going to be a race win for Linus Lundquist, but he passed the points lead. It'll grow from 82 to 87 points with a third-place finish. Linus, a third-place run here today. I know you keep talking about going after those race wins, and the points will take care of themselves, but still third step on the podium and gain five points on the field that was the day for you from the cockpit i mean we we always want a little bit more and i felt like we we didn't have the speed of the of the andretti's um i think during the weekend we managed to do a good qualifying and be on the front row uh but then yeah i, I pushed too hard and made a mistake and brabham got by but you know i I, th I still think that we would have struggled to keep them behind us the whole race so to get away to get away with the podium with the package we have it's pretty happy and like i say to gain a couple of points and extended championship lead you know that's all we can ask for now we get ready in a couple of weeks. I talked to Matt Brabham about it. What's the uh, preparation process like to go to that seven-eighths of a mile of bull ring at Iowa in about three weeks? Uh, my preparation is to go back home to Sweden, actually, first time in almost half a year. So it's going to be nice to see friends and family again. Uh, but after that, it's just about to keep your head down. And like I said, we, we're more than halfway through the season now. So obviously the target is still to score wins, but obviously one, one eye on the championship. Well, safe travels there and back, and we'll see you in Iowa. Thank you. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton in the pits, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli in the turns. Mark James, Jake Query, and Michael Young. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite support by Scott Burgett. Our producer is Sam Rumpsup. The network director is Chris Pollock. I'm Nick Yeoman. Stick around. Mark James, Davey Hamilton, and the rest of the IndyCar radio crew will be back at the top of the hour to bring you flag-to-flag -flag coverage of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio, streaming right here on your phone, tablet, computer, on Sirius XM 160, and a radio station near you. Proceeding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.